The following language in this podcast is immature, but is intended somehow for mature audiences. Please be advised and enjoy. This is a Zerbinator Land production. Enjoy. And I'm not trying to rhyme. That wastes my time. But the deal I'm making is what I'm baking. And I, you do the same all tame. All we do is just try to be insane. But that's the way we play our game. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. What we're doing is um, <laughs> we're recording our first episode of F&Z Show, folks. My name's Ferg. I'm Zerb. And you're listening to us. Enjoy it. Liar. My name is Zerb, and that is Ferg. And this is the Ferg and Zerb Show, or the F&Z Show, depending on uh, how much of an ass I am throughout the episode. F&Z <laughs> The FNC Show. FNC. The FNC Show. The FNC Show. FNC. The FNC Show. FNC Show. FNC. I thought it would be fun. Basically, Ferg and I have done podcasting before. We have been uh, brothers in podcasting for over five years. And um, have done an outstanding podcast titled Please Stand By. And Please Stand By. popped out almost 100 of those puppies, recorded yeah. several 100th episodes, and none of them were worth putting out. I'm so sorry. My, <laughs> my fault. And I figure what we're going to do today, our main subject for today's show is going to obviously be depression and anxiety. And we're going to talk about ways to fix that. But first, I'm going to tell you a quick story of why I've been gone. May I, Ferg? You may. Um, been gone for a while because I got put away. I got put away because apparently when you do go and scratch out the date on the milk and write your own, <sighs> four months, four months in a pasteurized prison. What? <laughs> Um, I went away because of depression and anxiety. I reached a point where I uh, couldn't stand it anymore. And uh, I apologize to all of my listeners and our listeners and your listeners, too, in the Atari Game by Game podcast, because I, I stole some of those, too. And they like my <laughs> show. And I appreciate the, the listeners, too. But, uh, yeah, I took a break during COVID and, like everyone else, went through a really hard time. Took a nice, long vacation. Um, yeah. Sometimes you need it. The biggest thing is just telling yourself it's not as bad as it, as you think. You know, it's hard to do that though. It is, but that's always the bottom line to all of this: is just slowing down, breathing, realizing what your situation is. It's just trying to handle it without it being such a overburdensome, constant fluctuation of things going by on a conveyor belt and decisions to make and things to choose from and, and everything happening all at once. You can't live like that. You have to slow it down and take it one at a time. That was my problem. Yeah. And now I can do the entire opening to Laverne and Shirley and each bottle will go by without a glove. <laughs> and I'm proud of that. That's good. Thank you. At your worst, what was the worst? I heard your episode, by the way, of the Atari Game by Game where you talked about your depression, which is like... A huge, oh, that was a long time ago. That was a huge deal to a lot of us who were going through the same thing, and we heard that. Well, that was I did that one because Jimmy G talked about uh, his depression on uh, Pie Factory podcast. Oh, so it kind of inspired me to do that on mine too. I think for a long time I didn't know that I was depressed. I didn't know what what it was that was, you know, why I couldn't. 
think. do anything anymore. <laughs> right. Couldn't think, couldn't sleep. Yeah. And yet we tried to reiterate a show with Sean. Courtney and I apologize to him profusely. He always told oh, me. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we started that a couple of times and I couldn't get my head on straight and I blew up. Yeah, I went through a lot of anger, a lot of anger. I can't say it was COVID related as much as MS related, which I have learned to deal with. Yeah. I'm starting to lose a lot of things. I'm not going to sit here and make it a cry fest because I, de I definitely want to make people laugh right. in this show. But, uh, but yeah, I need your money and your, uh, <laughs> and your help. So that's it. But I'm back, and I'm sorry to have taken so long, and I thank everybody for the patience, those who are listening. Zerbs, blurbs are being made. More of these Far Cry Zs I love doing with you. In fact, tonight I would like to try to chew one out around 8.30. Okay. We'll do that. Right now it's 8.20. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got 10 more minutes of this shit. So why don't we go on with a conversation about music? Let's talk about music. I have a serious conversation I want to have with you. No kafira. Kafira is someone who will come and join us at a later date. Okay. For those who do not know. For those who do know, you're going, yay, we're going to see Kafira. <laughs> um, Chuck Berry versus the Beach Boys. Is this something that has been discussed in the past with you ever? Chuck Berry versus the Beach Boys? Yeah, because today I listened to uh, Sweet Little 16 by Chuck, right. Chuck Berry, and I heard it probably... Ten times as I mow the lawn in a row because I forgot to take the repeat off of my stupid MP3 player, oh. <laughs> and I was too lazy to do it. And I really got to know that song. And Sweet Little Sixteen and Surfing in the USA are the same exact song. Yes. And I'm wondering, who wrote what first? Oh, Chuck Berry first. Okay. Chuck Berry is actually credited on Surfing USA. You're kidding me. No, if I remember right, it's just it's just him. I don't know who wrote the uh, lyrics. If Brian did or Brian and Mike. I can really find sure out. One that. second. Alexa, okay. who wrote Surfing USA? Surfing USA is a song by the Beach Boys from the album Surfing USA, which was written by Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. I remember seeing a Chuck Berry credit on one of my records. So you think Chuck Berry wrote that song for them? Well, he or? they took the they took the, the really? song and just made it into their own. Surfing USA, basically. <laughs> It may be the first time they did that. They did that quite a bit. Like the um, Little St. Nick was um, the first time they did it. See, I don't know which came first, though. The song they did called uh, Drive-In, and they did Little St. Nick to the, the tune of Drive-In, and then later on they did their own. And Drive-In is a Chuck Berry song? No, Drive-In is a Beach Boy song. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, they, did... so they wrote that song, but they... They reuse a lot of stuff. Oh, so I so guess they started with other people's stuff, and then once they got more confident in their own stuff, they started reusing their own stuff. Okay. Well, at least they, they know how to recycle. Yeah. <laughs> they are from California. I uh, that that it just got to me today when I was mowing, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I had to hear it again and again. After that, I didn't even want to change the song. It yeah, it took me a long time to figure it out until somebody mentioned it. I it didn't. Click. It never registered, yeah. The F and C Show. I wanted to talk to you about Simple Joys. Okay. Simple Joys is something that hit me one day 
when I saw Midnight Run. And one of the actors stuck his finger in the payphone and got his quarterback. And I thought to myself, <laughs> that is one of the happiest moments in my life when I got money back from the payphone after making a phone call. When there was always a mistake and you got a quarterback at the end. Yeah. You know? I remember getting uh, two sodas out of a soda machine. <laughs> is this back in the day? Oh, back in a long time. Yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, probably high school or right after. <laughs> Something to make the day super bright now um i come home in the morning and i go outside and either uh sarah or i will feed the the squirrels and the birds outside and sometimes i'll just sit and watch out the window i just like watching them eat and is this because we're 50 now i think so yeah when i, I so. yeah i i always said when 50 when i hit 50 and during COVID, of course i hit 50 but everything lined up <laughs> i might have yeah. mentioned that before in another episode and it makes sense now, but yeah, I'm realizing that I'm starting to do the things that I used to see in, in my Sesame Street shows of they're, they're stereotypical old people, and yeah. they aren't far off at all. I'm starting to wrinkle up in my neck, and I find myself like, now we're allowed to feed the birds again. Oh, okay. So they open that back up. So now I got bird feeders everywhere, and I'm out there calling. It's always exciting when the woodpecker shows up, though, because they don't come around very often. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this is an adult show. Okay. <laughs> we're not we're not going down any of those roads. What? Uh, why would you? Why would you want to? I saw that look on your face. <laughs> you know, my favorite is? What? The titpecker. And the woodcock is nice. Mm, yeah. But I prefer the titmouse. The, the, yes. And the peckerwood. Have you ever seen the peckerwood? Uh, no, I haven't. I've seen the yellow-bellied sapsucker, though. I've seen the yellow-bellied sapsucker cock. <laughs> I've seen the Sweet Diddle and the Diddly Bunch do a okay. a cover of their song "Sweet Tick Pecker Pock" with the cock and the mock. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> how it, he what are did, you doing. <laughs> it's a, so, a song. He put a sock on his hand too, because you know it rhymed, and he would sing the song with the sock. Are you being serious? No. Yeah. Hold on. I'll play it for you. One of their biggest hits. Beach Witchwood and the Woodcocks did this song back in 1972. Okay. Well, the tit mouse and it comes down tiles and it likes to sit on the floor. And if you don't like what she's doing, then you call your wife a whore. And, you know, and I forget what the, <laughs> the lyrics go after this, but it had to do with the tit mouse and the tit pecker. <laughs> and of course it ends with... Which made no sense <laughs> whatsoever. This is the city, Los Angeles, California. The city never sleeps. The movie theaters, the restaurants, the parties, the burlesque clubs, the tiddlywinks parlors, the all-night wicker emporiums. They go on from dusk to dawn, and so does the crime. No, crime never sleeps, and that's where I come in. My name is Sergeant Joe Hackaday, and I carry a badge. It's not much to look at as badges go, but I'm kind of stuck on it. I was working the day watch out of the Domestic Distrust Division. It was a Friday afternoon, May 17th. It was hot, 105 degrees in the shade, of which there is precious little in the city. Humidity was at 98%. The barometric pressure was rising. At exactly 3.49 Greenwich Mean Time, I received a telephone call about a domestic disturbance at an apartment in the Cucamonga Heights section, a typical middle-class neighborhood. I left headquarters and hoofed it on out to the address. My partner, Detective Montague, was already there. 
What do you got, Marty? The caller is a one, Bob Shaw Mac from Racine, Wisconsin. He lives in apartment 12B up the stairs and on the right at the end of the corridor. Claims that his girlfriend is involved in some kind of cult. Listening to a certain retro gaming podcast all day and then spending her evenings buying merchandise online from something called a handy shop. Sounds like a front for some kind of demented sicko to me, Sergeant. Come on, let's check it out. Greetings and salutations to you, sirs. Just the facts, ma'am. Um, I'm a sir. Oh, sorry, sir. My mistake. You're Bob Shermack of Racine, Wisconsin. I am? I'm Sergeant Hackaday, and this is Detective Montague. We're from the Domestic Distrust Division. You make a call to headquarters about your girlfriend? Indeed I did. Want to tell me about it? My girlfriend, Maxine Levine. She from Racine, too? Why, yes. Yes, she is. Maxine Levine from Racine? That's right. Go on. She listens to this Handicast podcast all day long. It's about the Atari Lynx. I see. Then at night... At night? Yes. She jumps on the interweb and purchases all this stuff from something called the Handy Shop. She gets all kinds of things from there. Like hats? Yes. T-shirts? Yes, sir. Coffee mugs? Yep. Ballpoint pens? Yup. Water bottles? Uh-huh. Desk notebooks? You got it. Mouse pads? Aye, aye. Tote bags? Affirmative. Polo shirts? Si, senor. Jackets? Wee, wee. Drawstring bags? Yaha. Is this stuff any good? I mean, it's not a lot of cheap knockoffs, is it? It's quality merchandise at the highest caliber. I see. You have any proof of these purchases, Mr. Shermack? I want to make sure she's not buying illegal contraband. Why, yes. Yes, I do. Here's her latest receipt from the handy shop. She bought this stuff last night. Let me see that. Hmm, very reasonable prices. Good variety of shipping options and payment methods, too. And all the proceeds go towards supporting the Atari Lynx Handicast's hosting and domain costs? I believe so, yes. And you think she's involved with a cult? Isn't she? No, she isn't. We're very familiar with the Atari Lynx Handicast, and it's not a cult. It's a normal, run-of-the-mill, retro gaming podcast about an underappreciated retro handheld console. Ooh, most of the squad members, except for Monty here. I don't have internet. Most of them back at headquarters listen to the Handicast every month. Ooh, and now I need to take this receipt back to headquarters. As evidence? No, I want to buy some of this stuff for myself. I'm a Lynx head from way back. Don't worry about Max. She's okay, and she sounds like my kind of lady. Treat her right. Thank you, I will. That's a relief, Sergeant. All in a day's work, Mr. Shermack. You can find any and all officially branded Atari Lynx Handicast merchandise at the Handy Shop. Check it out at atarilynxhandicast.net slash handyshop. We've got all the news right here. Don't go away. We've got all the news right here, so don't go away. Local news. It's Yahoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yahoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yahoo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start the news off tonight here, Fergie Poo Poo. Okay. Hey. Are you feline? Hey, hey I'm sorry. Hey. Hey. Hey, are you feline okay? <laughs> this is the app that tells you if your cat's happy. I heard about that. It's freaking amazing that people believe this actually works. Cat owners <laughs> who love to take pictures of their furry friends will now have a new excuse to pull out their smartphones and take a snapshot. It might actually help your cat. At Calgary... Alberta Animal Health and Technology and Science and shit, where they poke them in the butt with things and go, does that hurt? Has developed an app called Tably that uses the phone's camera to tell whether or not your cat is feeling pain. Can you believe this? This sucker looks into the ear and looks into the eyes and the muzzle and the tension and the way that they're feeling and the attitude that they're given and the little, you know, the, uh, the what do you call that face? Bitch resting bitch face. <laughs> and they look for that. And God. then, and what they do is they 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 meld that in with the pictures that they have in their their little catalog of pissed off cats, <laughs> and then they can choose the degree. I'm not reading any more of this story. This one sucks too. I oh. found one from Poland. I would love to. 
Well, I want to say thank you very much for getting this far into the show. If you did, uh, can't wait to do this again. <laughs> These will be short, short shows for a while until I get back into it, I guess. That's a safe yeah. way to say it. I don't want to throw any fits. And we have a Far Cry Z to do tonight. Right. So, from all of us at FNZ, this is Ferg saying, <laughs> My favorite song. <laughs> Thank you. 
www.wordpress.com. Visit Zerbinator Land on Facebook and Twitter. All shows available in iTunes, Stitcher, RSS Download, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.